Hi, and uh, welcome to MC Podcast, episode 37. Today in studio, we have uh, Kyle Vosberg. Kyle, welcome. Hello. Hello. There you go. And we also have Cheryl Feller. Cheryl, I don't know that we've ever had you. Nope. No. First time. So we have we have somehow pulled you in screaming and yelling and you, I'm doing this for the team, I right? I did. That's what I said. I'm a team player. You are. You are a team <laughs> player. And so uh, Cheryl is our, is our general manager and she has kind of been, well, maybe she's just the keeper of the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So and th- you know what this week is kind of uh, it's kind of been zooey man. I, I, there's been several of us out sick, and you guys listening can probably tell that uh, that my voice is not a hundred percent right now. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm the only one at this table that was not out sick this week. Yeah, that's so. true. That that's true. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle was out sick. I was out sick. And so, um, so Cheryl, we're gonna try to keep you from getting sick because, like we said. Is if the general manager goes down, we're—I mean, yeah. this place is going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, it's, it will. It'll just fall apart. So, Cheryl, just give us kind of a little bit of brief intro of who you are, okay. what you do around here, and uh, and so tell tell us a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm Cheryl Feller. Like you said, general manager. Uh, the title pretty much says it. Just generally managing things that go on here, day to day stuff, things that interact with other companies, other people. Um, that's pretty much it. So how long have you worked for Master's Choice? Nine years. Nine years. So I think as far as in this office, besides Lynn and Paula, you are, you, you've been here the longest, correct? Yeah. Well, and the boys. Well, the boys, yes. Yeah. Caleb but besides and anybody, any outside of the Crabtree family, yep. in this office, you're definitely the person who's been here. Yeah, the... I was at the original office where we all were around the same countertop. Wow. Making phone calls, hearing each other talk on the other end. So. <laughs> Nice, nice, and so uh, and so yes. So you've you're your general manager here. You've been here for nine years, and literally. But you know, you're like, oh, I just manage the day to day things, and you know, she does everything, yeah, right? Yeah, you know what like, I mean? It's like it's like if 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 Cheryl doesn't make sure that it gets done, it's like you know the wheel's gonna come off the bus. Yeah, I mean, I, there have been and I've made jokes. There have been times where like Cheryl's out of the office and like the the printer fax machine like doesn't even turn on during the day. Yeah. Like when she turns, like it's on all day. Like I walk by and be like, is that broke? Or, like why isn't why isn't lighting up? Like why isn't making any noise? But like when Cheryl's here, it's like as soon as you walk in, something's yeah. on the printer, or the fax machine. Oh, I know, I know. So so, but but uh, Cheryl is spectacular at logistics, and so she keeps logistically she keeps things just rolling around here. And so dealing with distributors, getting stuff shipped out, then she's got to deal with all of all of this barrel of monkeys around here yep. and keeping us all straight. And so so we really appreciate that. But today, what we want to kind of discuss, and, uh, and and so one of the reasons why we got to pull Cheryl in is because we're going to talk about, about our AgriSure traits. And so Kyle, I want you to kind of explain what those are. And then Cheryl, I want you to kind of go through, because I know there's a lot of questions about the reporting aspect. You know, mm-hmm. people got to have tech numbers and all of these things and and um, and you deal with that a lot yes. and and so what I I, I want to just kind of just kind of have a little trait discussion is what we want to do and so so Kyle run run through for us real quick if you can remember all of them because um, you know what traits do do we carry you know so what what traits do we carry and then we'll go in and kind of talk about what those are 
Yeah. So, um, you know, through our relationship with, with Syngenta, um, we offer AgriSure traits uh, in the Master's Choice brand. Um, and, and that's continued to be and will continue to be. I mean, we have a really good, uh, you know, working relationship with them. Um, and it's always been positive. So, you know, we'll continue to stay on that track. And so that's allowed us to bring in traits from corn rootworm traits to just your standard GT, you know, your glyphosate tolerant things um, to broad lep above ground and things like that. So it's been able to bring us basically the whole gambit of, of traits to the market through the Master's Choice brand. So. Okay. And, and so, uh, so walk through those traits with us because okay. I mean, we, we talk about that and I think a lot of times us here in this office, we can throw that out, mm-hmm. you know, GT 3000 GT, you know, yeah. you know, broad lip, you know, I mean, we, we throw around these terms, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes, you know, guys out, even, even guys that have been farming for, for years and years and years, sometimes we have to sit down and explain it. So, so kind of go from, from, uh, I don't even know what the proper terminology there, the, the smallest or the lightest yeah. trait package all the way down to the to the heaviest. Yeah. And and we kind of and I agree, we kind of get into that talk of Syngenta. So from from that standpoint, like GT is the base level of all um, or, or, you know, GT or, or anything use of Roundup or glyphosate or any type of of herbicide action like that. So ours would be AgriSure GT products. Um, you know, it's, it's used for guys who just want a simple herbicide protection, as well as guys who need to use some type of refuge, um, who are using higher traded corns where refuges are necessary. So, um, so we have that, um, and then we move into things that, that have a little bit more protection. And once you get into things beyond that, uh, you start getting into the use of Liberty Link herbicide, um, and then you start getting into above and below ground protection. So, um, and and it gets kind of confusing and we kind of get confused because in the industry, we basically just call them. So you have G or Roundup Ready, and then you have your double stacks, your triple stacks, and then, I don't know, whatever, you, like some people just make up the fourth one, whatever they want to say, like super stacks or like, <laughs> like I don't know. Ultimate, ultimate stacks. Yes, <laughs> like just stacks on stacks on stacks. stacks. On stacks. Yeah. On stacks. Like, like, which, they have no idea, like, like, and then all the time, like, what's a double stack? And like, I have no I, idea. I don't it was know like, it's two modes of action. Yeah, I, I, okay, cool, but I don't think, no, against what? Like, you're not, you know, mm-hmm. and people have a different understanding of what they are because they've thought the whole time that, oh, a double stack will protect against this and I've got this, but you know, we've kind of, it, Syngenta and AgriSure Trakes breaks it down a little bit easier, you know, in the nomenclature and the way the numbers work. So, um, so with us, so we have GT. Okay. Um, and then we can get into, there's a couple different ways. So we also have the 3000 GT series, okay. um, which offers you the, the ability to use the herbicides as well as, um, Below ground protection. Okay. No above ground protection. Okay, so, so no below, ear protection. No ear protection. No no stalk protection. No. Okay. So, and 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 I think this may be you know gosh I think we're, we're jumping around here a little bit but but when we talk about protection what are we protecting from? Yeah. And so well you say stalk protection. So there so corn borer protection is stalk protection. Right. So a lot of times when when a ground say above ground protection they specifically mean ear protection. They mean okay. proteins in the ear. Okay. Things like that. That would a broad lep. So broad lep is basically, you'll hear guys say anything that flies. And those are insects. Yes, those so, are insects. So one of the things that I think we need to clear up real quick is that traits protect against herbicides and insects. Yes. Right? I mean, that, I mean, we're not talking about diseases no. at, at this no. point in time. No. No, we're not at that okay. point. No. They are for herbicide action to okay. use multiple modes of action. Because obviously, I mean, you know, and for guys who've been around long enough... We don't need traits to use herbicide in the, in the U.S. You know, I mean, we've worked off the atrazine, you know, program right. for years in conventional corn. 
but bringing GT and things like that to the market and Liberty Link herbicide um, and things like that, we've been able to change up modes of action and, and swap those out. You know, I mean, had we been on the, on the atrazine kick for a long time and only went that way, you know, we probably would have seen a lot of generations of, of heavy weed pressure, but we've had the opportunity to switch it up back and forth. So, okay. so we've had that. So we have 3000 GT. Right. Um, which so is that's, good. Th- that's for good for guys who have corn rootworm pressure, okay. but maybe don't need the above ground protection. Okay. Um, and then you can get into like the 3110s, uh, which is Viptera, which is that's the above ground protection without the corn rootworm okay. issues. Um, and, and at Master's Choice, we've kind of we've tried to bring products that that work both ways, uh, not have to give corn rootworm protection to guys who don't need it right. and then give protection to guys who don't. Now, in a way, that's kind of tough, though, because when you work in the dairy industry, there is a lot of corn on corn. So corn rootworm can always be a problem in corn on corn situations. Okay. That makes sense. So, but so, so, so let's say if I'm farming in the southeast, there's probably not a huge rootworm pressure down there. There's not traditionally a huge there's not, rootworm not pressure traditionally in the a huge, huge rootworm pressure down there. So 3000 GT may not get may not give me anything other may not give me any more protection than what I'm getting out of a out of a regular GT Correct. hybrid. Yeah. But like 3110 where I've got Viptera, I down south, southeast somewhere, I will probably have some ear feeding, right? Yeah, I mean, so ear feeding ex- insects are an issue there. I mean, a lot of those places have, you know, corn earworm and things like that. Um, and then you have the Viptera product that offers western bean cutworm protection, which is beginning beginning to get bigger and worse in the US, in the Midwest especially. So, yeah, definitely. Okay, so 3000 GT, 3110, what yep. else? We also have a 3220 option, okay. uh, which is a, a boosted up uh, version of 3110 where you get two modes of action um, against corn borer and broadlet. Um, and then again, no corn rootworm on that. Okay. And then we have a 3122 easy refuge option, um, which gives you just a little bit of everything. Uh, so, you know, you get your one op, you get uh, one of, of corn borer, two of broadlet, and two of uh, corn rootworm. Wow, okay. And and then we also carry some Duracade, do we not? We do, yes. Okay. Which would be the fifty one twenty two series. And, and explain Duracade to us just a little bit. So Duracade is the the top of the line uh, corn rootworm protection. Okay. So um, it offers the other protection. You have broad lep and corn bore. Um, but when it comes to severe corn rootworm protection, um, there's no doubt that that Duracade is the answer for that. Um, and as things move forward and things are progressing in the way we see it, um, that's the way the market is shifting. Um, so I think that we'll see a back off on some of those 3000 GTs and it'll be more towards the Duracade end of the spectrum. Okay. Um, I, I want to come back. I want to come back to Duracade, but you you made a statement. You talked about easy refuge. I, I, explain easy refuge to us. Okay. So uh, the EPA and other you know markets and, and groups tell us how much we have to plant as a refuge in the U.S. Um, to keep the uh, stomach's growling. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're past a, a, a snack. We should have had <laughs> yeah, popcorn. We, yeah, we should have had um, pretzels or something. Yes. So uh, to keep like the biodiversity and things like that, if we were to just overuse traits and use one hundred percent traits in fields and things like that, um, eventually we would. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost uh, remove the the use of the trait. Basically, so basically, what would happen, right? No, no make sure that I've got this right. Is if we didn't have a refuge, okay, a place where we. Uh, uh, a certain percentage where we didn't use that trait. Basically, what we would be doing is allowing all of the bugs to become to breed immunity exactly. to those. Yes. Yep. Right. The, okay. And so, so we we put a trait in there to keep some of those bugs 
that are susceptible to that trait to keep them alive exactly. and propagating. Yep. Yeah, because okay. if not, they would just begin to regenerate, and their regenerations would become immune to the to the traits that we would be using. So, um, and especially as quickly as we know, insects and weeds are becoming to that now anyway. Uh, we need to slow that that um, that turn basically. Okay. And so, so the easy refuge means that it's already in the bag. It's already in the bag. It's so. already there. The farmer doesn't have to worry about yep. about making sure that he's got the right percentage of this corn and that yep. corn and this put this this part in this field and Which, and Cheryl we're going to let you maybe explain a little bit of that in a minute about what that that looks like because that does have to do with a lot of the trait reporting but anyway all of that that easy refuge stuff is is right there in the bag and it and it makes it basically easy. Which is great for a guy who's not really used to traits yet. So maybe okay. a guy who's only used, who's either used conventional or only GT in his in his life or in his time, it's it's very easy for him to transition because a lot of times, and, and I kind of ran into this last year a few times on farms where guys wanted to get into higher trait packages, not just GT, and they were asking like, okay, well, it's like, how do I figure out the refuge? Well, and we were in an area where it was kind of the cotton belt and so you get to the part where you need to start figuring out, like, because cotton belt refuges are different. It's higher, um, you know. And, and so you start getting into some other things. And when you can just put it in an easy refuge bag, it, it kind of, you know, gets rid of, it makes it a little bit cl more clear. Makes it more, more clear and, and easier. Now, yep. so the e easy refuge, especially for those guys that, that have, um, that, that are in cotton belt areas, um, definitely makes that, makes that more handy for them. Cheryl. Kind of, um, you know, we talk about this. What what are what are some of the? You know, we talk about the 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 corn the cotton belt having a different set of standards, right? Than than some of the other. What what are the? I mean, how how does a guy know what kind of refuge that he needs? Oh, okay. Well, I have this handy little um, stewardship guide. Nice. That we can get to you if you want it. Uh, yeah. It has all that explained out. Of course, okay. our salespeople are very. Um, educated in this and can help you with that in whatever area you're in. But um, it tells you, depending on where you live, what kind of refuge that you need. And this is all EPA standard stuff. So this isn't something that someone's just picked out and said, we want you to do this. This right. is something we're following that the EPA says that we have to do. Um, and it will tell you based on what you're planting, what your refuge needs to be. And so we've got those that we can get out to you. Um, just yesterday, we were talking with John Nadler, and he tells us he he listens to all of our podcasts. Yes. So we have to say, hey, John, and we're doing our job here with we're, this. Right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, yes. And, and he and, told me, too, about a handy thing like Kyle has this paper here that talks about all the traits that we offer. Right. Um, and he has that. I think it's called Best In-Class Insect Control. We can get those to you. We can get them laminated, yeah. really fancy. Um, get those out just so you understand what it is. So we say 3000 GT, but it breaks it down and 3000 GT has AgriSure GT it ha and it tells you what all is in there. What all in so. there and what all it covers and, and what yeah. all. Yeah. And we have the write-up in our hybrid guide as well that we have written up, you know, for yes. guys because, you know, I've, I've kind of learned over the last couple of years that it's best to just talk through it with guys and mm -hmm. see what are you actually looking for because it's almost kind of become like healthcare. Like with buying traits, like you basically just buy a bunch and you don't really know what you're getting, but you hope it covers all of it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like you okay. go in, you're just like, just mm -hmm. give me everything to make it, make sure it's healthy. And you're like, wait a second, I didn't even use half this stuff. Like I didn't yeah. even take Tylenol, but you know, um, but with guys, especially like with corn rootworm, you have guys buying corn rootworm traits for years and there's no corn rootworm in the county. They, right. they just don't right. have issues like that. 
And so it's, mm -hmm. it's best to talk to a guy so and have them select traits that are based on what they want to use. Yeah. And this guy does say the difference between the refuge for a corn-growing region versus a cotton-growing region. Okay. So it tells you all those details. Yeah, and, and cotton-growing regions are have a whole lot larger percentage, correct? Yes, yes. You, you have to have You have to have a whole lot percentage... Um, and you know, probably, and I, I could, I'm just going to speculate, so I don't care, but you know, I mean, you think about cotton growing regions being those regions where it's warm and, and humid and probably, you know, a, a more, uh, prolific in, in, in bugs. They and, have heavy above ground yeah. pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there is. No yeah. doubt. And, um, and so, uh, so yeah, so, so those are all, those are all kind of different. So, so we go in and we, and we, we, we have a sales guy goes in, he sells this, he says, this is the, the hybrid that you need. This is the trade package that you need. And the, and the guy says, oh yeah, okay, that's, that's what I want. I, you know, I need my, I need my Viptera and, um, and I want to protect from above ground and below ground. And so he says that, and then the dealer hands him and says, well, I, I'm, before I deliver your corn, I'm going to need to get your tech number. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 and so the, you know, the farmer's like, hi, what tech number? What, mm -hmm. you know, what is that? Cheryl, ex explain to us kind of this tech reporting, okay. this this tech number thing that, that guys sometimes get kind of hung up on. Okay. It's it's easier than everybody makes it out to be. It's really not that big of a deal. But because we signed an agreement with our trait provider, which is Syngenta, mm -hmm. <clears throat> we agree that we're going to follow their stewardship, pro stewardship program. And their program is just one that's it's to help preserve the long-term value of our land. Right. And, and so we want to follow that. We want to be good stewards of the land. And we want to uh, we want to do we want to be what is the word I'm trying to think? We want to follow the EPA standards. Uh -huh. We want to be a good compliant. neighbor. Compliant. Compliant. Yeah. We want to be it. compliant. We want to be legal and compliant. That's right. And so um, we've signed that agreement, and then therefore what we're signing is that when we sell that corn, we're going to make sure that whoever gets it also knows and signs an agreement that says that they're going to also do that. Um, short piece of paper that you can sign. You can get online at Accelerate, and you can sign up online. Um and it's just, it's not, it's not difficult. It's just people I think are afraid of what am I signing? Right. And it basically is just saying that you're going to follow those standards. Right. Um, so now there, it, there is not... the possibility that, you know, if you sign it or if you get corn at all, someone can come to your farm, I guess, and make sure you're using it the correct way. Right. But if you've signed that agreement, you're saying you're going to use it the right way. So there's no problem there. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, but, that, but it's not a thing where they're trying to track who all's got no, it down and they're going to, no. you know, look spy on you and they're going to fly their planes over you and no. check on, you No, it, it's no. basically an agreement that says, I'm going to, I'm going to buy your trait and yes. I'm going to use it the way that, that you prescribe and the way that, that, that EPA tells mm -hmm. me that I have to. That's right. Okay. Yep. And if you don't sign it, then you're not supposed to have, have that at all, you right. know, and, uh. So we just we follow that standard. We're pretty proud about the fact that we um, make sure that we're compliant each year, and, and not just because we want to tout how well we do right. that, but that we want to be a good, you know, a good neighbor. We want to be able to take care of our land, and we want to honor our agreement with Syngenta, who gives us great, great traits. Right, so. right. You know, and that was you know that's something that that maybe I think that we haven't mentioned is is the fact that that there are other trait providers out there, mm -hmm. yeah. but, but we really do. I think Cheryl, you said it earlier, something about best in class, you know, yeah. uh, best in class insect control. And, and that is really looking at all of the research and all of the data that that's, that's really why we kind of landed with AgriSure's because we thought their trait platform was the best, right Kyle? Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, and even moving forward, you know, rolling out and things like that, 
where they're going and and what they're doing to to kind of broaden their portfolio and their traits. I mean, uh, especially moving forward, we're going to see more and more traits being rolled out, uh, more and more comprehensive packages. I would say uh, things rolled together. Um, yeah. And I mean, Duracade is a perfect example of that. You know, I mean, it's uh, corn rootworm has actually become a significant problem again in the U.S. I think it was bigger in the 90s and then kind of dropped off. And then now it's becoming a bigger, bigger issue with guys going corn on corn and with no-till practices and things like that. And so they're doing their best to provide traits that that match the market. Um, yeah. And, and do it in a in a way that that they're u- they're being used when they need to be used and not used when they don't need to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So so you you mentioned Duracade, right? And and Cheryl we'll, we'll get in because there's a little bit of different stewardship mm-hmm. with Duracade than than what we typically find with some of the others, but Kyle I- explain to us a little bit about what what Duracade is. So Duracade specifically so it has your above ground protection. Okay. Um so you have, you know, uh that trait and it, it, it protects against broadlap and things like that. Now, it has two modes of action against corn rootworm, okay. uh, whereas 3000 GT has the single one mode of action against corn rootworm. That's where it changes. That's the difference. So instead of just one punch to corn rootworm, you kind of get two hits on it. You kind of get yes. two. Okay. And um, so two, two, corn, two corn rootworm on, on the Duracade. Now, Duracade has been deregulated and it is legal and everything is ready to go. You can plant it in the United States. There's there's nothing there's Correct. nothing wrong with that. But why why don't we see and Cheryl, this may be a question for you because the stewardship is a little bit different yeah. with, with Duracade than it is three thousand GT. Why is that? Um, because the fact that it is not able to go to every country. Okay. So if you want to take it to an elevator, a lot of elevators are not going to want that in case it is to go to another yeah, country. Yeah. So there are certain ones that will take it, no problem. And it, we're that close to having every country. Um, I think we're down to the, what I understand is we've just got one little hurdle to go before it can go anywhere. But in the meantime, you do have to sign a Duracade agreement on okay. top of your tech agreement. Okay. So each year, if you buy a Duracade product from us, we will have you sign this um, Duracade agreement, which basically says that you're going to feed it on the farm okay. or you're going to go take it to an approved elevator. One of those two things. And that's, that's, awesome. re- that's really not that difficult. Mm-mm. And the elevator list is quite long. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year it really bumped up. Yeah. But for, for, for us who, who deal a lot in the dairy industry, right? I mean, most of those guys are feeding feeding that on the farm anyway. So, right. yep. so here you get this, this pretty spectacular, pretty awesome, uh, trait form, trait pl- package. And, and, you know, and, and you get to, you get, you know, you're going to feed it right on the farm anyway. So, yep. and all for basically saying, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to feed it here. Like I usually do all my stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's really not a whole lot extra paperwork or anything no, like the that. The agreement, basically you're writing down your name and address, what you're purchasing, and signing it, saying I'm going to either feed it on the farm or that's really it. There's nothing else to it. Yeah, no, that's that. That's pretty simple. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Um, so, uh, Cheryl, in, anything else about about trait reporting that that I mean, you know, any hurdles that you usually see guys struggling with, or or yeah. you know, or or maybe something you know, maybe there's a producer out there who's like, you know, I've probably been doing this, but I don't know if I have my number. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know how how do they how could they even find out if they've got a number? Is there is there a way sure. to do that? We can look it up. Yeah, okay. we can look. We can go online and look up and see if they have a, a current agreement. Um, you do only have to have an agreement 
uh, sign it once unless they come out with a new trait. And if a new trait comes out, then everybody just has to renew. It's not going through a whole bunch of paperwork. Okay. They just want to send out information and tell you about the new trait so that you have the, you know, you're educated on that. Yeah. Um, so really it's just signing it for once. Um, and then the Duracade would be an additional thing that you have to sign. But we can look it up if you don't know what it is. A lot of guys don't know what their, right. what their number is. And that's not a problem. We can look it up and let you know. And if it's not, if we can't find it, it's a matter of emailing it to you or reprinting it, signing it, and sending it right back in. Yeah, that's, um, that's it's it, really simple. It's, it is pretty really simple. I think sometimes, yeah. you know, guys get a little freaky about, oh, you know, I don't want to have to sign all this paperwork. It's really not, mm-hmm. it's really, you're not really feeling out a whole lot. You're, you're really not, not having to... Yeah, I guess the only time it becomes an issue is if you're a dealer. And if you're a dealer and you have to get those agreements from a bunch of different customers, then it might sometimes. But we we always have a thing around here where, like, you get that agreement when you sell it, not when you're trying to deliver the corn. Make sure you get it when you're you're selling it it, and that you don't have to make a special trip back or anything. You can just – it's all done then. Yep, you can do it then. Kyle, how many many hybrids, you know – do we have that have traits in them? How many, how many hybrid platforms do you want to... It's a math problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so nearly every hybrid in our yeah. lineup actually has traits. Yeah. I mean, I can only think of three or four that we don't offer traits in. That we don't, that we just offer uh, conventional or, or, or game. And they're almost numerous, and, and they're numerous stacks too. Yeah. You yeah, I mean? so not every hybrid's going to have every trait. Yeah, we may pick or, We may pick or choose... A trait or two for each of them. Yeah, that we especially if they're going to fit a specific geography. Exactly. Yeah, somewhere like that. Yep. And I mean, you know, we have. I mean, forty fifty is a good example. You know, we have that from organic all the way to Duracade. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. yet there's no GT version of that. Right. You know, it just it doesn't take GT. Um, it's like some some other crosses have so easily. Um, you know, so we we, you know, integrate thirty eight ninety one and and forty two eleven and things like that. So, yeah, our lineup is is full. Top to bottom. Yeah, it's full. And, and Cheryl, as as the general manager, you you know a lot of these numbers. What percentage of the corn that we sell is traded? Um, so I would say the percentage of what we sell is traded. It's probably it's growing each year right. because the need is growing. Um, it used to be broken broken down seventy twenty ten, so twenty percent. Okay, but that that's probably closer to 30% right now. Is that what you think? I, I would, yeah, I was yeah. thinking 30, 35. I was thinking yeah, it was... Yeah, I think last year was 30, and of course this year it's going to grow some more. Yeah. Um, so I'd say probably about 30%. Yeah, which, which is kind of opposite of what you typically see in the industry. Yeah. You know, so 30% of the corn that we sell has has traits in it, whereas 70% is either conventional or organic. Mm-hmm. And typically what we see in the industry... I think somewhere around 92% of the corn planted in the United States has some form of trade in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and so, so, but, but ours is growing. We're, yep. We are, we are, we are growing. And I think a part of that is a function of, yeah, people are seeing the need for those more. And I think part of it's a function of, of us being, being on farms that are, that are a little bit larger than, than mm-hmm. some of the farms that we've typically been on. And guys, guys have already been, ha, have been doing that. So one of the things that I just thought about is does does GT if I plant a GT corn does it need a refuge? No. Could could you say that a little more confidently? <laughs> no. 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 I'm sitting here going. Oh, no, yeah, no. Come on, Kyle. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. And and why is that? Well, because the the refuge is against the insects. It's okay. for the insects. Yeah. 
So yeah, the refuge is. We could have a long discussion about herbicide use in this country and how we need to change it, but <laughs> we'll save that for another Let's podcast. Let's not yeah. do that yeah. today, right? I have to be part of that podcast. No. Yeah. Okay. No, we, we, well, you might. We may just bring yeah. you in and, and make you be part of yeah. that podcast. Don't, be, gr- no, don't yeah. be grumpy with us. <laughs> I mean, we didn't do anything face. bad this time, right? right? You know what I mean? We, we we had we have plenty we do plenty of stupid stuff around here for you to be grumpy at us you know yeah. <laughs> so <coughs> oh the good me. anomaly of master's choice is that for for us is that as our trait sales have grown so has our organic production yeah, have yeah you, like exactly. our organic production has has you know gotten larger and larger every year as we sell more traits which I don't <laughs> think is how the industry is functioning at all as a whole like I don't know many other companies who are boosting their organic production and selling more traits and, at and the selling same time. more traits at the same time you're yeah that's right we are mm-hmm. we, we I mean we are kind of an, an anomaly yeah in yeah in more ways than one actually yeah yeah but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but as far as as far as those those sales like that I can see that um and uh, so, so Cheryl, you were you were just kind of working on production plans for yeah, this year. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, because we just did the production plan, and so we'll take a hybrid and we'll we'll decide what we're going to grow depending on each trait. And so you're right. We sit there and we go through all the different traits. Oh, this is what we're going to grow, or this is what you know. And then we get to the organic, and it's, it feels kind of weird, you know, having all those yeah. different different options. But I think that's what makes Master's Choice so unique. And we we want to have those tools in a toolbox for all mm-hmm. of all of our growers. And so you go come out of a production plan laughing about some of it, but pretty confident that you're meeting the needs of of all your customers out yeah, there. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point there. You know. We we are we are not a chemical company. We are not owned by a chemical company. Um, you know, a lot of those a lot of those companies they they make money off traits, right? I mean, let's just you know that that's they they've developed it. They need to make money. They need to be able to afford that. You know that that's not us, right? So we just what we want to do is provide the best product for 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 the customer. And so some of that may be organic. You know, the organic guy that's what he wants. That's what's best for him. So best for his thing. And so we want to be able to provide that. We want to be able to provide. If some guy wants to go go Duracade, you know, mm-hmm. all the all the way up and say, "This is what I need on my farm to make my farm profitable and productive." Then we want to be able to to provide that. I, I don't want to I don't want to say that we're we're kind of um, what's the term that I want to use there that that we you know that we're kind of ah um, you know just like we don't care about any of it. You know, I mean, I like know. We, yeah. you know that, but. But what we care about is the producer, that, and that's that's really where where we want to be. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't want to be the flag waver for for a certain you know mm-hmm. a certain group. We we just want to provide for for everybody the best product that they can that they can have. So, mm-hmm. all right, I think that's unique in Master's Choice too that we can be passionate about so many different things. Yeah, you know that. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're even entering into the non-GMO verified market. Uh, and we we are passionate about that stuff yeah. for the customers and the producers that need it. So uh, you know, you you would think that that's a weakness that we're spread out among so many things. That it's a strength. It's I think a you're right. There. I think you're exactly right. And that, that, and that was strength. years in the making too. I mean, it, that was kind of a big undertaking. I mean, I remember when I started in R and D, you know, and we still have some specifically organic hybrids, but the number of organic hybrids in our lineup that have built that are also traded is has exploded yeah. i mean and, yeah. and they're all cornerstone hybrids that have you know like big yeah. you know, 40 really 50 yeah uh, 65 80 is now organic and things yeah. like that you know so which is which is really nice so, so r&d people have done great in in figuring out the fact that we need to have all those options in in a hybrid 
So if, if at all possible. Yeah. And yeah. before it was, I mean, I remember days when it wasn't that way. I'm, I'm with you, sure. The same I, things I that were organic that. were not available. Yeah. And we, had, we, had, yeah. we had this organic group yeah. of hybrids and, and then we had this, even some that were just conventional just, yeah. Yeah. and then, and then, and then these, these traded hybrids. And now we've been able to say, look, the, these are, these are the best hybrids. These mm-hmm. are the best genetics, genetics that, yep. that we have. These are the genetics that are going to be able to, to produce milk that are going to be able to to help you on your farm, and we want to be able to to supply you in any version yep. that that you want as a farmer, and that is a unique position. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know of anybody else in the industry that is there. I don't. I no. It will because of. The, I mean, it is a really big undertaking. I mean, especially to offer the, those trait packages and things like that is great, but to also go back and and to do the work to bring them organically because there is a lot of work to be done to yep. bring something forward to a lineup that you is that that is first of all organic and then to get even deeper into the non-gmo verified project you know it can be you know it's a big undertaking and it's you know and it's a, it, it's a, it's an expense you know there's a lot of money up front before there was a lot of money up front boosting our organic lineup before we ever sold one of those bags of, yeah. of the new organic seed you yeah, know that's true so no definitely definitely cool well i appreciate you guys joining me today any any last words cheryl I just say if there's any. Perfect time. But you know why? Because it's my last podcast. (laughs) Perfect time. Hey, if you want to call anybody out about tech numbers, here's your shot. Is there anybody out there that might be listening that needs to turn their tech number in, Cheryl? Well, I won't get specific, but I would say that if you have any questions about if you have a tech number or what you need to do as far as signing an agreement, or if you have any questions about what each hybrid contains, we have a numbering system that we kind of know, like if ours ends in a four, we know what all that contains, you know, any kind of questions that you have, we're happy to answer those and help with that. Um, and if Mark's not here, then I'll I'll answer the phone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Kyle, any anything else from you? Any last words? Because I will knock you off. Yeah. <laughs> Take you out. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'll probably see you again pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. All right. Hey, we appreciate you guys out there listening. We appreciate uh, we appreciate the feedback that we get from you all. Remember that that you can always find us on Facebook. You can always find us on YouTube and uh, and always and always at seedcorn.com. Hey, thanks for joining us today.